Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome everyone to Dragon Quest FM. My name is Austin. I'm BJ. And today uh, we're uh, going to be talking about Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest. Uh, I wish you had just stopped. Like Dragon Quest FM, we're talking about Final Fantasy. Like that would have been <laughs> yeah, it. Like yeah. that, just just a just a long pregnant pause. <laughs> uh, but it is. It's another special episode. Uh, this one uh, is for one of our Patreon patrons, Ty Robertson. Uh, he's at our Liquid Metal Slime tier. Uh, so uh, we're trying to do a couple of episodes for him. Uh, he likes Final Fantasy. Uh, and he likes the different ports of Dragon Quest, so this is our Final Fantasy episode. Uh, so we thought it'd be kind of cool to do like a, I guess, a comparison between Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest, not necessarily like a contentious comparison. Yeah, because we're both big Final Fantasy fans right, as well. Right. This isn't one of those uh, where we're gonna, where if you're not a Final Fantasy fan, you might come up with some, uh, <laughs> you might be contentious with us. But it's one where we we really like looking at this series side by side, and I mean we compare them all the time. I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people do who are looking at it. So we don't want to be all the things like we're going to be going to be really ragging on either of them, but really looking at what both of the different both of the installments as they came out uh, number wise, how they interacted with each other and the culture and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so. um, So anyway, so today it's all about Final Fantasy because we like Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest. Obviously, I like Dragon Quest better, but um, Ty also likes Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest. Uh, Also, I want to just apologize to him. Apparently, uh, he said he listened to our Dragon Quest Builders 2 episode uh, (laughs) on his commute. He hadn't gotten to Moonbrook. Uh, yet, but uh, a couple weeks ago, whenever we were just dumping on Moonbrook, uh, <laughs> he said he's a little nervous because it's his favorite game of the year. Um, you said it's your favorite game of the year, though. It is. It is still my favorite game of the year. Right now, this is number one at the top of my list. So, Ty, when I read that, I, I actually looked at my phone. I was reading it, and the, the Patreon message came through as an email. And I saw it this morning as as of this recording, and I wanted to talk to you immediately. I was like, no, no, Ty, it's my favorite one of the year, too. And uh, I couldn't do that, so uh, here I am. No, no, Ty, no, no, it's my favorite one of the year, too. And it probably is mine, too, even though I didn't like Moonbrook, because the only games that I've really liked more this year or expect to like more, like, you know, Dragon Quest XI-S next week, um, you know, those are remasters. But just in terms of, like, new games, you know, I think Dragon Quest Builders 2, hands down, is my game of the year right now, even even with me not liking uh, Moonbrook. (laughs) <laughs> you not liking Moonbrook uh-huh. is like the understatement of the decade, I think. It's like, you. N- I just don't like Moonbrook is uh, way underplaying how much you despise. 
despised it. Well, I, I did. we did a whole episode about how much I despise Moonbrook. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to move on and grow as a person. That's fair. Uh, but anyway, Ty, uh, you know, be sure to email us social at dragonquest.fm. Uh, so BJ and I can know what you think of Moonbrook once you get there. Uh, cause yep. we, we really want to know what you think of it. Um, so, uh, so really quickly, uh, I promise we're going to be talking about Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest soon. Uh, but we actually do have a new, uh, Patreon patron. Uh, so that means BJ, you have a real nice thank you. For our newest uh, patron, Game Apartment 1C, Dan from Game Apartment 1C. So uh, do your thing. I'm not going to do the weird voice this time. I just want to tell Dan that I lived in Apartment 1D when I was in college. And when I saw that, it got brought me back very good memories. So Dan, every time I see, even though it's not 1C, I lived one next door to it. And it brings back good memories of college for me. So thank you, Dan. Whoa. You're a fantastic human being. Whoa, whoa. Don't shortchange Dan. <laughs> Dan, Dan is our patron, and he wants your terrible, hammy Southern accent. So you have to at least like do something. All right, fine, Dan. I love your name, Dan. Love you. Uh, All right, that was pretty good. And also, just be sure to check out Game Apartment One C Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. You guys know what to do, so be sure to check them out. Uh, So now let's get into the good stuff: Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest. We're gonna try to have like some brief discussions and comparisons on each one. We hope to do longer episodes focusing on each numbered entry in those series soon. Uh, But for today, we're just gonna kind of do some brief. Uh, side-by-side comparisons between those entries. I should also mention, I guess, with Final Fantasy, we're sticking to, like, the true numbers, you know, not... Right. Because, what, 4 was released as 2 in the States first, and 6 was released as 3 in the States, and all that. Yeah. So, anyway, so 2 is 2, 4 is 4, 6 is 6. It's going to be all of that good stuff. Um, also, you know, these games, they kind of have some familiar tropes, I guess, when I think yeah. of Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy. For me, when I think of Dragon Quest, I think of things like blue slimes, Puff Puff, obviously. Uh, and there's always, you know, an evil like Dragon Lord or Demon Lord or like Archfiend. And then you always have like that silent protagonist. Yep. The uh, Final Fantasy ones are are like you uh, like, well, I'm going to cut this part out right here, too. Um and I didn't realize how much of the Dragon Quest ones were really ingrained as a series until after I really got into it to see how much they were there. I mean, I knew about the slimes, I knew about Puff Puff and stuff like that, but just the reuse of of monsters and colors and just names of places and uh, like Patty, Patty and her party place and uh, all of that stuff. I didn't realize there was that kind of stuff like there was among uh, Final Fantasy as well, where you get Sid and you know crystals and all of that yeah because Final Fantasy uh, you know yeah Sid you know is one of those kind of recurring named characters crystals obviously you got your evil empires uh, moogles chocobos crystals 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 Uh, Uh, crystals if we mention that there are crystals yet uh, because the people who do Final Fantasy love them some crystals they do. And it's not like, they're not White Castle fans, they're Crystal fans. Uh-huh. Oh! Boo. <laughs> no. Man. Uh, so, Final Fantasy 1, Dragon Quest 1. Dragon Quest 1 came out in 86. Uh, Final Fantasy 1 came out in 87. Uh, I've actually beaten 
Dragon Quest 1 twice this year alone because I loved it so much. And right now I'm currently playing Final Fantasy 1, the PS1 uh, version for Final Fantasy Origins. Uh, about Probably about halfway through it, I would estimate. I've beaten it once before, uh, but currently replaying it. So I think this is, uh, you know, obviously an interesting place to start, but it also makes sense because it's the first entry in the series. Uh, I enjoy both of these games a lot. Uh, I think that they're both fun. Uh, I still think I prefer like the simplicity, I guess, for lack of a better word, of Dragon Quest One, because you just, you know, you have that one guy, and you're you have to worry about the one guy. Whereas yeah. with Final Fantasy, you know, you have that party, and you know they have a job system. And one thing I was thinking of uh, today, actually, like this morning, is I guess Final Fantasy they beat Dragon Quest to the job system thing, right? I don't think that's considered a job system because you don't end up swapping back and forth. You end up just picking at the very beginning. Yeah. Like you're not swapping in and out. The first time you were able to swap members of your party uh, into different ones as you go, I think was DQ3. Uh, yeah. Which okay, is where cause... they first consider a job system in terms of the way that we use it today. Right. Uh, because of, but Final Fantasy was, as far as I know, the first one to have like that customizable party with the different classes uh-huh. and things like that because it, uh, it didn't even DQ two didn't have that. Like they were set as to what the, uh, the other party members were. Right. And so. final fantasy, you know, you could choose between like warrior, monk, thief, white mage, black mage. Mm-hmm. So you, you basically, and red mage. So you had to choose four of those, like six. I think there were six that you started with and you couldn't change them, but you could, you could upgrade them because could you upgrade them. Yeah. Because, or at least you can on the PS one one, because it's like, they become white wizard. Um, Black mages like Black Wizard, uh, mm. yeah. I mean, they all thief. I think becomes ninja. Monk becomes master. Warrior becomes something that else at all. That's one that I don't. I, I don't remember that part at all in it. Like right. it's been a long time since I've played Final Fantasy One. Maybe I could be confused because I've beaten it. Maybe it was that they were just called that in the other version of it. I just remember, I for some reason, I'm playing, like I said, I'm playing the PS1 one right now, and I just, I definitely remember there being, like, a ninja and right. a, a white wizard in mm. Final Fantasy 1. I so, wonder if the one that you played initially might have uh, renamed... They renamed it for the PS1 version? for ninja and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Because if you don't... The, the PS1 versions of all of these, the P, uh, Final Fantasy 1, 2, 5, and Chrono Trigger, the Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, the Final <laughs> Fantasy Anthology and uh-huh. Final Fantasy Chronicles are not good. Uh, like they have really good things in them that they did with adding in the, uh, the, the cutscenes. You get CGI cutscenes mm-hmm. for Final Fantasy 1 and things like that. As far as the games and translations, I hated them. Wait, for, when or- they were new? for Origins? Yeah, for yeah. Origins. Origins, that's the other one. Origins yeah. is one and two. Yeah, I really like that one. I've been playing it on my PS3, and I mean, I think it plays really well. It looks really, it looks really good on a bigger TV now, too. I mean, HD TV, you know, I was worried about it being blurry. I thought it looked good. Yeah, and that's just one that, I mean, it's been a while since I popped those in to play them, and I need to go back because I didn't realize that the PS3 played the PS1 games, and, and I think we have the same model of PS3. And so I'm going to go back and play those as well. Um, but the 
Final Fantasy One. I think that DQ One I like better. I actually like DQ One better than Final Fantasy. Uh, even though uh, I'm not the biggest fan of DQ One. That I have a harder time getting through it because it is so grindy. But Final Fantasy One, I, I think, is grindier. I think Final Fantasy One is actually a step back in a lot of ways from Dragon Quest One, mm-hmm. where I know that they were looking at making it the the best graphically that they could. Mm-hmm. That that was a big thing for them when uh, when they were making Final Fantasy. That they were working on graphics because I can't remember it, if. Uh, who it was that said they couldn't beat them story wise, so they would beat them graphics wise, and uh, I think that's a, a Sakaguchi quote. Was that Sakaguchi? Yeah, pretty sure. And and uh, so I mean, it does look better when you compare them side by side, even from eighty seven or eighty six to eighty seven in the the Famicom Disk System that Final Fantasy was on. It looks way better, but the story isn't there. Like I actually to this day don't know the story of final fantasy one i know that there are heroes of light mm-hmm. and that there are crystals mm-hmm. and that is all i know like the final boss is like chaos, chaos. or something like yeah. that yeah it's like that is literally all i know about the game i've beaten the game i've beat the old nes version uh, at some point when i was a teenager i do not remember what was going on, and from what I remember, like DQ One still gives you more like hints to go forward uh, with story and everything than uh, Final Fantasy does. Oh it's yeah, like, it feels like in almost every other way, it's a step backwards from Dragon Quest One. Yeah, and um, so so right now I'm reading uh, I'm reading uh, Yashitaka Amano's uh, biography. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's an illustrated biography, and it's really interesting because he's one of my favorite artists. And uh, there's actually a part in it where there's a section that obviously deals with Final Fantasy because he's really no- well known in the West for Final Fantasy. Um, and the whole reason he was approached uh, to illustrate stuff for Final Fantasy is because I don't have the book handy with me. I just read the quote. There's a quote in there because they interviewed Sakaguchi for this biography. And Sakaguchi basically is like, yeah, we were, uh, you know, wanting to make this game. And then Dragon Quest came out and we were all like, crap, this game is like really good. It has Toriyama as an artist who's super famous. So we got to get somebody famous to design stuff for us. And Amano wasn't like, I mean, he was famous, but not, you know, the fame that he is today. Yeah. And uh, so it was between like him and another artist whose name I can't remember. And um, Square at the time was just like, hey, could we do this? And Amano said he had never even heard of Square. Uh, he knew Dragon Quest because his, <laughs> his, his kids played it. Um, and so he, uh, he agreed to do it. And that was kind of one of their things is that, you know, Toriyama had, the, to quote them, Toriyama kind of had like the kids, goofy, silly kind of art style uh-huh. and stuff. And they wanted an artist that could draw these like kind of experimental, spooky-looking monsters. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I just thought that was interesting because just to think about how different both of these series would have been without those artists, right? Without Amano oh, yeah. designing the characters of monsters and without Toriyama designing the characters of monsters for Dragon Quest. Like, it really set, like, the style for those games for the next, like you know, 30 plus years. 
I didn't realize, I don't think that Amano did the actual monster design in one. That it, I thought it was just promo art. I didn't realize that he had done like character art as well. No, they did. They got him to do characters and monsters. That's I, really awesome. I can even show you some in my book. So I want time, to. Next time you come to my house, it has like examples <laughs> and samples and stuff in the biography there. That's really um, awesome. I'm, I, I, I will definitely be looking into that because that's the kind of uh, thing I love to know about. Like, I didn't know that. That makes me really happy to, to know that. So. And, and, and for me, too, like replaying Final Fantasy 1 here this year after coming off of so many Dragon Quest games, it just, like, I realized how much stuff that they was really uh, put into Final Fantasy 1 because of Dragon Quest. Right. You know, there's like the, they call them mystic keys in Final Fantasy. They're, they're just the magic keys from Dragon mm-hmm. Quest. Uh, you know, the revival in churches. I even, and I don't know if this is a PS1 thing or not, but I even, the first town you're in, I even went to look at the well. Yeah. And it, it's like, no point going down there. Nothing useful is ever in wells, which I feel like is kind of a dig at Dragon Quest. Oh, oh yeah, Quest. that's that's totally a um, dig at Dragon Quest. And, you know, the game also famously had the thing where you could find Erdrick's grave. Yep. And one of the uh, versions, I can't remember which one. Was it the original? I don't remember which one, actually. I know what you're talking had, about. But. There, there was a, like an R.I.P. Erdrick. At, at some point, it got changed to like R.I.P. Link. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. No. Yeah, it's, it's R.I.P. Link in one of them. Huh. Uh, yeah, it may even be the PS1 one. I remember uh, it's in Elfheim. Is, isn't that the city, the town? So. It's in the graveyard there. So anyway. I'll have to look into that. Uh, so I think the general consensus for us in terms of the first one is you and I both prefer Dragon Quest 1, even though we like right. Final Fantasy 1 as well, right? Yes. So if you're keeping and, and score, Dragon Quest 1, round 1, I guess. And uh, Dragon Quest 1, 1, 1. I, uh, uh, <laughs> so many oh ones. Uh, so when it comes to Final Fantasy and DQ2, um, Final Fantasy 2 was garbage, and Dragon <laughs> Quest 2 is a very good game. And I I honestly don't like Final Fantasy 2 at all. It is well, okay, let me put that back. Let me let me take that back. Final Fantasy 3 is garbage. Final Fantasy 3 is by far the worst of the series for me, and I'll get to all of that when we talk about it versus DQ3. Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 2 ha- takes everything like that was okay about final fantasy one and makes it forgettable like final fantasy two does nothing well in my opinion it's just there like it is it suffers from sequelitis the entire way around like it Mm. is hey this was successful let's do that again and it is completely unmemorable to me i just i've gone through it i don't think i've ever fully beaten it because i couldn't bring myself to care like DQ2, though, it's like there are memes about how uh, the prince is always dead and useless. There are memorable characters in it. And then Final Fantasy 2 is like, that existed, I think, didn't it? They made a second one. <laughs> and that's that's kind of the way I feel about 2. So so I'll play devil's advocate here and just defend Final Fantasy 2 from you. Uh, but, I mean, I will say I love Dragon Quest 2. Dragon Quest 2 wins this one for me as well. And I promise eventually a final fantasy is going to win around. I promise you guys Oh, for Just sure. keep listening. But, uh, but dragon quest two definitely wins this one for me. You know, we did an entire episode on dragon quest two about a month ago. People got to hear me talk about, you know, all my adventures in dragon quest two, um, final <laughs> fantasy two. I agree with you. It's, 
I don't think it's garbage. It's not one of my favorite Final Fantasies. It's probably toward the bottom of my list. Um, I actually like the characters fine. You know, they, they had named characters. Um, some of them, Gus always sticks around in my mind. He's the big buff dude that talks with animals. Okay. Um, he kind of, you know, always kind of sticks in my mind as a Final Fantasy character. And I don't know if it's because he was one of the first Final Fantasy characters I like really remember. Or Maybe. What, or what the deal is. Um, and I, I do agree. It's, it's grindy. It's boring at times. It kind of just repeats the, whereas Dragon Quest 2, I think, took the formula from Dragon Quest 1 and made it better, expanded on it, improved stuff. Final yes. Fantasy 2 just kind of took the same thing and gave their characters names. Yep. But we did have some first. Final Fantasy 2 is the first one that had Chocobos. Okay, so you gotta give is, the credit there. Yep, I will. I will definitely say that that is one of the best things they could do. I'm actually considering a chocobo tattoo on my arm, oh and my I see I, I see the look on your face. That's one of the reasons I wanted to have video on while we were recording this, and uh, because I've I've considered that, uh, and I know how angry it's going to make you if that actually happens. Yeah, not that there's anything about against tattoos or chocobos. I just you just uh, don't like tattoos. Very I don't much. like tattoos, like, and there's no reason for it. It's not nope. like it's not like, um, I think the problem with tattoos that I have with tattoos is that there is nothing in this world that I have ever seen that I want stuck on my body permanently. Oh, uh, see. Nothing. I... I love my wife. I love my kids. <laughs> I love Dragon Quest, but I don't want any of them stuck on my skin 24-7. Like I just, I get, I would get, I think I would get sick of it and I would That's why I don't it. have one. Yeah, that is specifically why I haven't gotten one yet because I'm scared I'll get tired of it. Yeah, and that's that. I mean, that's the only thing I have against tattoos is just I have never found anything in my life that I would want to stare at on my skin permanently until like the Fair. day I die. You know? Yep. Just but not my thing. So so in terms of drag and Dragon Quest two, Final Fantasy two, we're both in agreement. Dragon Quest two is probably the one the top pick oh, yeah. for us here. Yeah, for sure. And that came out like DQ always tends to come out first that uh, now they're certainly not on that uh, that same time schedule. Right. But uh, DQ2 was 1987, uh, just a year after DQ1. And so then uh, Final Fantasy 2 was 1988, which was then a year after uh, DQ2, but two. A year after <laughs> DQ2 and Final Fantasy 1. You're trying so, to use numbers. Stop. I am, and I was an English teacher, and this doesn't work. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Final Fantasy three, Dragon Quest three, and before Garbage! we get into this, before we get into this, let me just say that for me, I feel like Final Fantasy doesn't really come into its own until Final Fantasy four. Yes. So, which I know we're going to get to, but um, so I just want to put that in there because the first three Dragon Quest games, I feel like, are fantastic games. Every single one of them. They have, they offer something new. They kind of created something with each one. I feel like Final Fantasy just kind of took a little while to figure out what it really wanted to be. Yeah. So, so for me, um, you know, I dislike Final Fantasy three. I've only played the DS version, which I think is probably what most Americans have played. It was, I think, the first version available to us in English. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when it came out. I was in high school at the time, and it was a very big deal because it was coming to uh, you know yep. the DS. I, I bought a DS at the time just for that game. I think I mentioned oh, it on a previous yeah. episode. And then, um, you know, I uh, 
that's the only DS game I ever played. And then I sold it to a girl at my school because she wanted to play Nintendogs. Remember? We just, <laughs> yep. I, I was like going back that. to like one of our very first episodes of the show. Uh, so to me, I just like Final Fantasy three a lot. It's not my favorite. Um, but you know, I, th- I think the job system is good right. for me. I just didn't like Final Fantasy three because um, it felt kind of empty. Yeah. To me. Yeah. I see uh, that. Like I thought, th- I thought a lot of the mechanics were fun, but it, like the story kind of leaves a lot to be desired, I think. And there's some memorable things in that game, but for me, um, you know, it's, it's not my favorite. I wouldn't call it garbage like you do, well, but it's, I call it garbage because it had more of an effect on me than any other Final Fantasy, I think, because oh, really? it got me to stop playing JRPGs for wow. a good long time. Like I was playing the DS version and it burned me out on RPGs for a very long time. Like whatever year it came out, uh-huh. like there was a good uh probably two to three year period where I didn't really play console games or RPGs because I was like, this is garbage. I'm just going to play online games from now on. And wow. that was one of the reasons is because Final Fantasy three was so bad and it's like it's not objectively terrible because mm-hmm. it did good things. It introduced the Final Fantasy job system, which uh, then got way, way better in Final Fantasy V. Uh, but it's uh, but it's just really I don't know. There was something about it that made me absolutely hate it and then <laughs> stop playing RPGs altogether because of it. So I have this really bad taste in my mouth from it. And I don't know if going back, it would be one of those where I look as like, man, I was just kind of an idiot. Or if it's like, yeah, this is absolute like dumpster fire worth of garbage. Like, I don't know. So for me, the things that I remember about it and like, like um, would probably be uh, like the Crystal Tower, the Cloud of Darkness, all that stuff that right. I think is done better in a lot of ways in final fantasy 14 um yes. you know there's the there's the raids and all do you remember doing that back when we played final fantasy 14 a bunch oh yeah um, yeah i mean that was that's probably some of the best memories i have of that game outside of all of us saving up for the house that we still have on 14 we still have all of our house it's still standing uh over in mist and that and running through crystal tower uh, with you and uh, Barry and Zephyrin. Yeah. So for me, that's kind of like the stuff from Final Fantasy 3 and Dale. Yeah. Dale was more... doing other stuff a lot of the time, so I didn't even... Like... <laughs> Dale was there sometimes, but it's, Dale... Uh... It's okay. He's not listening. So that's fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I think a lot of the memories I have of Final Fantasy 3 actually came from Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, um, I see that. And, and for me... It's like Dragon Quest three has a good story. It has a good, fantastic, not just a good, fantastic, you know, battle system, job system, mm-hmm. you know, the customization that goes in there. It's like one of the most influential games of all time. It has like an iconic hero. I mean, you know, I, I think even objectively, you have to pick Dragon Quest 3 on here. Even if you're the world's biggest Final Fantasy fan, I think you have to pick Dragon Quest 3 on this one. I mean, yeah, 
I think Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest three rather uh, DQ three did more to advance the RPG genre than three did, even though three is actually very influential because of Final Fantasy five and how much it influenced it. Yeah. So so right now, score Dragon Quest is at three, Final Fantasy is at zero, but I have a feeling things are about to change because now we get to four. Final Fantasy four, Dragon Quest four. Um this one's really tough for me because Final Fantasy four is one of my, you know, top four Final Fantasy games. Yeah. You know? Um it's right outside of the like uh, what's his name Hiroyuki Ito, the Ito Final Fantasies. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, so outside of those, which is like six, nine, and twelve, four is probably my favorite. So um, for me, it's hard because, but also Dragon Quest Four is one of my favorite Dragon Quest games. Yeah, um, so it it, it kind of hits that uh, that nice spot where uh, you don't know you don't know which side you're on. So for me, I'm gonna mull it over for just a minute. Right. If you can, because I, I wanna I wanna call it a draw and just like say it's a tie and move on. But I'm gonna try to choose one. So why don't you just kind of talk about these and change my mind? <laughs> Final Fantasy IV came out as Final Fantasy II in the United States, right. and it was one of the first JRPGs that I really ever fell in love with that I played it, I would rent it from Lawrenceburg Video and Video Village both. And uh, I would Shout have... out to Lawrenceburg Video Village! <laughs> no, that was two. <laughs> Lawrenceburg Video and Video Village were two separate ones, remember? What? You remember Video Village was off behind McDonald's? Yeah, and, that's uh, the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, the, the one with the little tags that you had to get places. So, no one else who's listening to this knows this at all. But nope. I always rented from the Bonnertown Country Store. Uh, and when they w- okay. when they went out of business, I actually that's how I got a lot of my Super Nintendo games. Oh, they were I got all you. on sale for like a dollar to like five bucks, and so I bought a ton of Super Nintendo games when I was a kid. Yeah, I uh, I rented from Lawrenceburg Video most of the time, but they didn't have the RPGs that I liked, so I would get Final Fantasy two and Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy three from Video Village. And so because of that, I have these really like good childhood memories of Final Fantasy four and uh, just like Cecil and the, the Dark Knight and the whole thing. I love like that mist dragon at the beginning of it is really, really nostalgic to me. And I'm even going back through right now and uh, charged up my Vita to play uh, Final Fantasy for the complete collection or the complete edition where it has the after years and the interlude with it that they completely remade for PSP with in 2D graphics, not the 3D graphics. Mm-hmm. And it's by far the prettiest of the versions of this I've ever found. The translation is good, too. And uh, at least that I can remember right here that I've seen uh, so far. And it's just, I really, really like this game. And so at the same time, I'm playing DQ4 on my 3DS and I'm like not really liking it. And so I know I'm going to be getting like lots of hate mail Uh, from this. Like people are going to be tweeting me about this. It's like, I didn't really like the Ragnar chapter. I've done it like twice. And uh, the Elena chapter is just like pulling teeth. I did not like it. Uh. It was just, uh, Tornico is awesome. 
Tornico Taloon is absolutely fantastic, and I love him, and I love his area. I liked being a merchant. I was playing Moonlighter on my Switch the night before I opened up the uh, Tornico chapter. I was like, I like being a merchant in games, and I don't know why, but apparently I do. And uh, like that was that was cool. And now I'm on the Maya and Mina chapter, and uh, which I actually forgot they were characters completely. Like they had been wiped from my memory, and it's like <laughs> then I saw and I was like, oh yeah, they're here, and it's like I did not remember them at all but as a game i i'm still not invested because i'm you know eight hours into it and i know i'm not far uh but you said i'm like a third of the way maybe uh through four uh uh, no i said uh for me at least it took me about 30 hours to beat the main story of that game and i got to chapter five where you actually start with the hero and go around collecting your party between like 10 to 12 hours okay so so i'm just right there like i know i'm I'm just about to get there but i don't know what this game is about i don't know what the main story is because it hasn't really said anything like that's the thing everything has been so disparate that they haven't really talked about how they're bringing it all together and what the uh what the game is going to be and that frustrates me in Final Fantasy IV, it is just a, it's the, the first time that they take the story, put it forefront, and really move forward over any of the game mechanics. But, like, in, Final, but in Final Fantasy IV, the thing, one of the things I don't like about it is that, spoiler alert here, I guess, but like, pretty much everybody in your party dies at some point in four. Yeah. They die or get turned to stone, which is <laughs> yep. just, which is basically the same thing. Yep. And so, um, so for me, Final Fantasy IV, it's like, even though I loved that game, and I played the Game Boy Advance version. Okay, yep. Um, my, my cousin let me borrow his Game Boy Advance one summer to play it. I got really sick and played it just like all the way through in just like, you know, two weeks, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I was like bedridden and just played it a whole bunch. And so I have fond memories of four, and I really liked it, but... Like, the characters in Dragon Quest Four are just so memorable. They feel so more real to me than the characters in Final Fantasy Four. That's true. They absolutely do. Um, and for me, I think the part that annoys you is the reset between each chapter. Yeah, it drives me nuts. I, I don't like it. And I kind of liked that kind of, like, fragmentary, like, chapter that goes on. Because for me, it's like, you know, with, with Ragnar, it's like, you know he's looking for the Chosen at the end. In the Elena chapter, it mentions, like, Sorrow the Manslayer, yeah. right? And you know something terrible is happening back at the kingdom. In the Mina and Maya chapter, you know, it deals with, like, the theory of evolution and evolution and all this stuff. And in the Tornico chapter, it's all about him, like, moving these bridges and stuff and mm-hmm. building a bridge, you know, excavating out the tunnel so that your hero can really move around in chapter five. So it's like chapter five really brings all that stuff together and really gets the story rolling. And that's like, what I think takes too long. And so it's is a, it is a slow burn. I mean, I guess, you know, I'll give you that, I guess. But And admittedly, th- at the time when it was released on the Nintendo, the Nintendo Entertainment System, the, the Famicom, this was extraordinarily revolutionary in 1990. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a, a five-chapter, different story, different character storytelling on the NES was amazingly revolutionary. And then Final Fantasy IV in 1991 on the, uh, the Super Famicom on the, the Super NES is, uh, is a much different beast uh, uh, than it was. 
but I still, for me, it's Final Fantasy. Like, maybe when I finally beat 4, it'll change, but where I'm at right now and the stuff that I know about it, and Sorrow is really cool. Don't get me wrong. Sorrow is really cool. We're going to talk more about Sorrow uh, in a little while, but um, it's like, I know what's coming, but I don't know the full like narrative, and I can pretty much get that in Final Fantasy Four. Like it's leading you there as a more traditional story, and that's really where I think Final Fantasy hit its stride because they all, most of them, follow that same formula afterward in how they tell story and gameplay and all of that. And Final Fantasy Four is also the first one with the ATB system. so where you get the uh, active time battles, right. it's the first time that you have that rather than pure turn based, which I still keep it on weight. I mean, I know that like Alec Burton and I've talked about on Twitter, I think you have too with him about how the ATB even on weight just uh, feels uh, that he doesn't like that. He likes pure turn based like Final Fantasy X or Dragon Quest. And uh, the ATB never really bothers me. It, it I've never really even considered it after I've put it on weight. So, but it's a very revolutionary thing for these JRPGs at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because of, of that and just the story that was telling and how much I loved it as a kid, for me, it's Final Fantasy four. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, DQ four is super good. I, I, I'm not, I, I don't dislike it. It's just, it, I'm having to make myself play it to get to the good part, which is something that I don't think I've ever had to do with Final Fantasy four. Gotcha. So. You did help convince me, because uh, I'm going with Dragon Quest on this one. After right. talking about it and all, and kind of having to defend it there for a minute, <laughs> I definitely think I gotta go with Dragon Quest Four. And it really, for me, it just comes down to how fun Dragon Quest Four is, and just how memorable the characters are. Like, I would say that for me, I think Dragon Quest Four has the most memorable characters of any game in that series. Except for maybe 11 and maybe 5. Yeah, well... Um, I mean... As a whole, yes. As, as a whole, yeah. I mean, I think that's why Dragon Quest IV's characters appear so much in things like Dragon Quest Rivals and Heroes, and especially Heroes 2. Like, pretty much the whole cast of Dragon Quest IV is in Heroes 2. Um, so, so you're going with Final Fantasy, I'm going I with am. DQ... Um, so let's move on to Final Fantasy V, Dragon Quest V. Um, I, uh-huh. I'm, I'm gonna say Final Fantasy V, it's the only Final Fantasy game I've never played. I do not know how that's happened. Um, I know I, it is, but I cannot believe you've never played Final Fantasy V. I'll tell you exactly how it happened. It was released first here in the States on the PlayStation. Yes. Right? Yes, I, and it's terrible. It is awful. Okay, that well, trans- I, oh, bad. And I didn't have that. I bu- Final Fantasy V and VI were on uh, Chrono... Mm-hmm. No, Anthology. Are they Chron- Anthology? Cro- yeah, Chronicles is Chrono Trigger and Four. Okay. Uh, so five and six were on Anthology, which I never had. I actually bought it for 10 bucks like two days ago because I'm playing <laughs> PS1 games on my PS3 right now. But um, Final Fantasy V is the only game I haven't played because of that. And then the other ones, it's like it, it's out on Steam, right? You can play it on your PC. And I don't play games on my computer at all. Mm-hmm. Or it's mobile, and I don't like mobile games, especially... I liked the mobile ports of Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3 really well because you could play them one-handed vertical. But the Final Fantasy games, like Chrono Trigger and all of those mobile versions, you play it yeah. sideways, and I don't like the controls very well. And I just... I can't play mobile. It just bugs me too right. much. 
And so that's why I've never played Final Fantasy V. If they would bring it to like the Switch or some other system, and I, and I plan on trying to play it on the PS1, so who knows. But I've never played it. However, Dragon Quest V is my second favorite Dragon Quest mm, game. Okay. Uh, so I feel like even if I'd played Final Fantasy V, I would still pick Dragon Quest on this one because, um, you know, second favorite Dragon Quest game, it kind of, it's going to be hard to beat. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And uh, there's probably enough hype around Final Fantasy V at this point that you're not going to like it as much as most people think you should. But I think that you will. I think you're going to like it. I think you should play it. Because um, of the job system? Because you you said earlier here that you like the Final Fantasy III job system, that it had a fantastic job system. Yeah. And the fact that you said that makes me think you're going to love five because it takes the job system from three and just just get, puts it into like Ninja Turtle ooze and it just explodes. Like it it becomes so amazingly intricate that it is just you can literally beat this game. You can beat this game with any combination of characters. They, they've balanced this game so well that you can uh, beat it with any combination of jobs uh, whatsoever, w- whether it's like four white mages or four geomancers or anything mm-hmm. like four chemists. Uh, it's now it's going to be hard. Don't get me wrong. Some of them, you don't want a party of four geomancers, but uh, you, you can do it. And it's absolutely insane the amount of things that they've put into five and the time that they put into Final Fantasy five. And the story is fine. The yeah. story is it's not the same as four, it's, but it goes back to the more basic uh, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy stories dealing with crystals like the wind crystal is shattering when the game starts. And mm-hmm. uh, then you find out that uh that there is this uh, this evil being, interdimensional being named X-Death that is doing stuff. Um, it's also the one that introduced Gilgamesh into the uh, into the Final Fantasy yeah, series. And, and that's that's one of the I mean, I know a lot about Final Fantasy five. Um, you know, you even gave me the uh, like Super Famicom version of Final Fantasy five yep. um, a few years back as a present. Um, I know a lot about five. And uh, and some of that too comes from playing Final Fantasy twelve, with right. because the Gilgamesh in there is very similar to the one from Final Fantasy five, um, and the one from fi- uh, fourteen is very similar to the one yeah. from five as well. It follows a lot of the same stories with like battle on the bridge and a lot of the duties like that. Yeah, and the boss fights book by Chris Kohler is one of the best resources about five that i know i'm going to link to it in the show notes for this one in the description so uh y'all check it out because it's really really good and he was one of the original translators for final fantasy five uh who did the fan translation on the computer and i think it's the best translation still like of all of them the mobile port the the playstation one port the gba port that there is there's a uh final fantasy five advance uh, all of them yeah there is oh uh, i didn't realize that so if you have a gba you can get that one and do it i, I mean um, I, I don't but <laughs> i didn't know which ones you had or a ds that still plays advanced games yeah, yeah. uh but it's it's and it's okay i liked it well enough but uh, none of them in my mind compare to the original one that i emulated and beat when i was like 15 16 years old and it's and it's not even nostalgia on it it was just like why did we never play get this game because this is really really good 
Um, there's also a thing called the four job fiesta that goes on for charity every year. Yeah. Uh, where you get randomly assigned, uh, jobs, uh, for each, each time you unlock a job at a crystal, it gives you the, the job, a specific job from that set that one of your characters has to be at all times, uh, after that point. And so it gets some really interesting, uh, combinations with people and people have to really start working on strategies to beat the game, which is, uh, no other game except for seven, I think, is able to do that. Uh, seven is able to with something uh, that's a new uh, challenge run like that called the Materia Lockdown, mm-hmm. uh, where it's limiting the kinds of materia that you can use. But uh, the, the, the I'm I'm sure they'll figure out a way to do it with eight, and like the junction system. Just oh, that's wait. True. Now that that's the eight true. remaster has come out, just that's just wait for it. Maybe we should start it. That's what we should. We I don't have. Should. I don't have the time or energy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do that instead of having a fourth kid at some point. So, and, uh, um, so we'll put an asterisk by this one because you like Final Fantasy Five, but you haven't really played DQ Five. I haven't played DQ Five. Yeah, that's and, actually what I was about to say. So I can't really talk about it. I've played the first like hour and a half of DQ Five. Like, not enough to really say whether I like it, but I know I'm going to love it based on everything about it, seeing you play it, seeing other people play it, like knowing what's coming in the game. I know I'm going to love it, too. So it's going to be a real hard toss up because Final Fantasy V is in that kind of top four and top five of Final Fantasies for me, too. Yeah. So so for me, you know, I'm I'm obviously going with Dragon Quest again on this one. I promise I'm eventually going to choose a Final Fantasy game, maybe. But right now, I know I'm 5 for 5 with Dragon Quest. But for me, it's just Dragon Quest V, the story, the characters. I mean, especially the story is just so good. For For a long time, I thought it was my favorite Dragon Quest story. Um, I feel like maybe Eleven's is really better, just because I think Eleven, and maybe it's un fair because Dragon Quest V is a game from 1992 and Dragon Quest XI is a game from 2017 that is only now getting refined in the definitive edition in 2019. Right. So so maybe it's a little unfair, but um, you know, like I said, it's my second favorite Dragon Quest game. I love the monster recruitment in five. Um and so for me, you know, again it's an asterisk beside because I haven't played Final Fantasy V. But I'm going with DQ on this one. Um, but it's about to get a lot trickier because now we got to talk about Final Fantasy VI. Well, we now, also have to look at the time as well because five, the fives came out in the same year, 1992. They were both released within the same year. And so moving into Final Fantasy VI, uh, it came out before DQ VI. That this is the first time that it's been pushed, that, that they pushed out of Final Fantasy before Enix could put out uh, Dragon Quest, so that's true. They six, took like a quite a break for comparatively. Dragon Quest took like what three years off there. And yeah, they, been, they were a little delayed, I guess, with uh, their game. So, um, so before we get into talking about six, uh, you know this. A lot of people listening probably know this. I really like Dragon Quest six. Okay, not many people do, and I will. I will die on this hill, man. I will defend. This is the hill you're going to die on. This is the hill I'm going to die on. I will defend Dragon Quest six until I just until I'm dead. Like seriously, (laughs) I think it's a really good game. I really don't understand 
why people dump on it as much as they do, especially people who've only played, like, I don't know really, you know, much at all about the previous versions. The, the DS version is really, really good. The story is fine. The characters maybe aren't that memorable. The vocation system is really, really good. It gets more refined in 7. Dragon Quest 7 has my favorite vocation system, job system of any game ever. But 6 has all the foundation for that and is really good. And so I don't know why people really dump on it. Um, because I really love Dragon Quest 6. And I will to defend fair, it forever. You hated this game when it started. The beginning I had to convince part. you... To keep going. You, like, it's what, like you did with Final Fantasy, well, DQ4 with me. That's what I was doing. It's like, dude, you said you were going to play all these. Do it. And you're like, but I want to quit. Well, here's the thing. Is that there's a couple of factors that went into that in the heat of the moment. Okay. One is that I played it like I'd already played Dragon Quest Seven, which I didn't like very much. Even though it has my favorite job system of any game ever. I didn't really like the game all that much. Dragon Quest Six. Feels a lot like the prob like the the first ten hours of Dragon Quest Six feels a lot like the problems I had with Seven, which we'll get to in a minute. Right. But for me, uh, and you know, I still don't think those first ten hours are all that great because you don't get the vocations or anything like that, and it's a little confusing about what to do and all that kind of stuff uh, with dealing with like Murdaugh and all this other stuff. So, um, so I mean, I will give you that, and. What kept me playing it, honestly, was the fact that I had sworn very publicly that I was going to beat every Dragon Quest game in a single year. I mean, let's yep. face it. that that That's honestly why I beat 7. But 6, you know, turns into just such a really, really good game. And I don't know if the people who dump on it just didn't play it past those, like, first 10 hours. But most of the people I've seen that hate it seem, like, say they've beaten it. Like, I've heard people say that the story just drags that... uh that it's just too long, that it might be... Uh... And that's that's how I felt about 7, and 6 didn't feel that l- really long to me, or drag. And I I mean, I really liked it. And so, like I said, I mean, I'll, I'll defend it forever. I, I will agree with people that the characters are kind of generic in Dragon Quest VI. Um, but, you know, I think the game is a lot of fun. I really love the vocation system. Um, apparently, um, you know... Uh, Platy Matt was telling us mm-hmm. that uh, apparently there's actually more monsters you can recruit in the what is it Super Famicom version? The Super Famicom version. Um, there are a lot more of them because, apparently. Yeah, there's like nine in the DS version, and there's I guess like seventeen or eighteen in the Super Famicom one. Um, so, but which you is know, a weird thing to to downgrade on a uh, on a port like that, but it might have been cartridge space. It could have been anything that they had done on the uh, the regular DS that because of the graphics upgrades, they may not have had room. Which was the reason in nine that you get the uh, only one save spot. Yeah, maybe maybe so. Uh, but um, you know, Final Fantasy VI though. With all that being said, Final Fantasy VI is super good. It's like, ridiculously good. It kind of defined the series for very, very, very long time. Uh, it was one of the... F- it came out in America as Final Fantasy III, and it was yeah. released in, uh, like we said, 94. And it was simply amazing. It was probably the first video game that came out that showed that you could do real narrative storytelling 
that compared with other media that the others were good they were they were good and they were rpgs and they they told their story you had your fun but final fantasy 6 was the first one in my mind uh, that really took it to be like this could be a movie like these are real people these characters are every single one of them and had this gigantic cast that you could recruit with tons of optional characters that were all people that yeah. they weren't just, oh, he's a Dark Knight, so this is what he's going to be doing. This was, uh, like, had ridiculous depth to every part of the game. And it was really considered the height of the JRPG. And honestly, to some people, it still is. Yeah, that, I mean, uh, I mean, Terra and Setzer especially are two of my, still two of my favorite designed characters. Like, the oh, okay. designs for Terra and the designs for Setzer um, are super good. Kefka is probably my favorite Final Fantasy villain. I really he, like ooh. I I really like Kuja from 9 as well, but I mean I think Kefka is probably my favorite. Yeah, I think so of all of them. I'm actually a really big fan of Arden in 15. Uh-huh. That uh, I know that that, that somebody that's why I'm really sad I haven't played episode Arden too, but uh for 15 that uh people are I know are going to come at me be like, "What?" but I I loved Arden. But Kefka's right there. I mean, Kefka is... Well, they even give Arden a Kefka like, shout-out at the end of 15. I don't remember. I don't know if I even remember the uh, shout-out to Kefka at the end. Oh, really? You know what? Final Fantasy 15 has been out, like, what, four years now? Three years? I think longer than that. Anyway, it's been out a while, so I don't Fifth, feel bad spoiling it. Least, yeah. Skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't want to hear this. But yeah, at the end of Final Fantasy 15, remember when it reveals what Arden is? Yeah. His face turns his for a minute, and it's all—it's like rotting, and it looks like a jester's face, like he's it like tears does. Like his makeup, and it looks like Kefka for just a second. He does. I remember that shot, and yep, okay, but yeah, yeah that's—I love—I love him. That makes sense that I, they would. Yes. Um, so I have a hard time on this one because I haven't played uh, DQ Six. Like I started the Super Nintendo version of it actually with the fan translation after Matt told us about the Dragon Quest and uh, or the monsters and that uh, how it kind of pushed the Super Nintendo uh, to its limits and I absolutely see that that yeah, the I game mean, itself is a technical masterpiece like it it it, it it's like Chrono Trigger like is what it reminds me of more than anything in terms of graphics and gameplay. That's really how it feels to me is like Chrono Trigger. And I even, I know you've forgotten people who've listened to the show. <laughs> of maybe course I have. Forgotten, but I know you've forgotten that, you know, when Dragon Quest six came out, it was like super expensive. It was like a hundred bucks. Like USD. Yeah. Like, for, it's, it's, like a super Nintendo game. And it was because of, you know, all the, it was like, you know, uh, like over eleven thousand yen. Oh wow! For a Super Nintendo game, I and um, you know I assume that's all adjusted for inflation. I don't know. Just everything I've always read about Dragon Quest Six is that it was really expensive for its time. It was yeah. like a hundred bucks, which I assume is like what it was back then. That it was. I would assume that, then. yeah, because I think Chrono Trigger was released in America at seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah, uh, which is because just, of the same reason, like, but yeah. which is weird again because it was uh, a more expensive cart, but also plays into why they probably didn't release DQ six here because Americans didn't really like DQ, and uh, why would they spend a hundred dollars on a cartridge for it? Yeah, maybe so. So, so, uh, so, what's your verdict here? You're going uh, with Final Fantasy. I have to go with Final Fantasy because I haven't played DQ six like very much of it at all. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure that even if DQ six. Un- 
well, unless DQ6 blows me out of the water, uh, I don't see how it's going to beat Final Fantasy VI uh, just because of the way that it tells the story and everything. Though I will say that Final Fantasy VI still makes me really mad that uh, you have to go and recollect your party at one point in the game that uh, something happens, you know, everything post-apocalyptic, blah, 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 and you just spend all this time putting your party together and you literally have to go put them all back together immediately after you get everyone in the same spot. It drove me crazy and made me stop playing it the last time I went through. Yeah. Because I'd you're forgotten gonna, about it. You're going to have some fun with some uh, Dragon Quest games you're going to be playing. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I know about that one, at least. I know, I know at least one of them. Um. Yeah, so for me... Like I said, I'll die on the Dragon Quest VI hill, but objectively, I know Final Fantasy VI is the better game. It's still one of my favorite Final Fantasy games, so I'm going to go with Final Fantasy VI on here. I hope Dragon Quest VI can forgive me, because I still <laughs> like want to defend that game. And Dragon Quest VI is probably the one I would want to play more often, just because Final Fantasy VI is so serious. Yeah, Like, like I don't mind replaying Final Fantasy VI, because it's one of my favorite Final Fantasies. And I am going to choose Final Fantasy VI for this one, but I do think I would want to play the Dra- Dragon Quest VI more often. Yeah. Uh, so we're just past the halfway point here. Uh, so really quickly, let's get on to that segment we like to call Shameless Self-Promotion. I'm shameless. It's like a kind of an angsty, like 90s alt rock kind um, of song. Good job. Uh, so... Uh, so I just want to mention, uh, I, you know, I tweeted this out, uh, earlier in the week, um, from this episode being live at least, but, um, so my aunt, you know, she like paints, right? She's like a professional, like face and body painter. Yep. M- my wife is too, but my aunt is. And, um, she, she owns a company where they, like, they do professional face and body painting. And, uh, we'll put some links here in the show notes so people can, see this if they want to know what I'm talking about. But I thought it was really cool. Since I love Dragon Quest, she does this thing where she does a painting, a body painting every day. And she, like, there's usually this, like, group or whatever that she does it with. They pick, like, a theme. And so one of the themes was video games. And she knows I love Dragon Quest. So she wanted to do a Dragon Quest one. And so she did this really cool Dragon Quest Eleven one, because that's my favorite Dragon Quest game. So she did a really cool Dragon Quest Eleven one on her arm for me. It's like um, it's like a blue slime and Karuchi, whatever yep. he's going to be called in English. I don't know, but you know the Tackle, the little spirit of lost time, yep. and then the fish. Uh, that you know, if you haven't played Eleven yet, I won't spoil anything. But I know you've seen him in like promotional yep. materials and merchandising. But anyway, she, she did the fish, the blue slime, and. Uh, Karuchi there on her arm and it looks super cool it does and so i just want to give her a shout out for a minute because uh you know i i thought turned out really great and i'm really excited she said she was probably going to end up doing some more dragon quest painting stuff uh so i'm really looking forward to that uh, so i really just, hope that they start putting the dq slime as one of the uh the things that that kids can choose from to be able to like get a, on them, like like yeah, that they can just get like their half their slime, half their face done as a slime or something. Did, did you ever see the uh, the avatar guy that they did? Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, my aunt and this other painter, uh, Kirsten, I think it was Kirsten. They did this thing, you know, the whatever the alien from Avatar, the blue guy, the Navi. Yeah, they did like a full body thing of that guy. Oh wow! Uh, they painted this guy up, and it looked it looked just like 
the movie. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. No, so, I didn't I mean, see that. If you go to these links, I'll put the Facebook and Instagram ones on here and people can click on those. And I'm sure you'll see that one somewhere. That's um, awesome. But yeah, I mean, they've done some very impressive stuff. Um, and then, uh, you know, this episode is for one of our Patreon patrons. Uh, and we could do an episode for you, too. So, BJ, why don't you tell everybody about Patreon? So, basically, we have a Patreon. We do stuff like that. And you can go there at patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. We do stuff like this. We have Discord roles. Uh, you can get stickers. Uh, you know you want a Dragon Quest FM sticker. So, go to patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. Nope. Yes, that's it. I got, confu- <laughs> I, got our eight- on- I got confused on our anchor dot fm slash dragon quest don't even edit this part out because i just want people to know that you're a failure (laughs) fair enough (laughs) now all right so uh now that we're back we got to talk about final fantasy 7 arguably the most famous and beloved final fantasy game and dragon quest Mm -hmm. 7 so this is a hard choice for me because it's kind of the opposite of the reason why four and six were hard for me this is a hard choice because Dragon Quest VII is my, probably my least favorite Dragon Quest game. Final Fantasy VII, though, is one of my least favorite Final Fantasies. I not think your it, absolute least favorite. Not my though, absolutely right? least favorite, no. But I think it's really overrated. I never liked it that much, even in the 90s. I didn't really like the like sci-fi setting. I didn't like the color scheme of Midgar and everything. It was just very, just like... Um, I don't know, like almost monochromatic, you know? I mean, it was yeah. just like... And anyway, I just didn't like it very much even back then. I replayed the remaster on PS4 a couple of years ago and liked it, I guess, a little better because of the battle speed up and stuff. But I really didn't... I really don't like Final Fantasy VII or Dragon Quest VII all that much. Um, for me, I'm going with Dragon Quest VII okay. because for me... I honestly think I would replay Dragon Quest VII before I play Final Fantasy VII again. Really? And, and like I said, Dragon Quest VII, it has my favorite job system of any game, like, I've ever, any JRPG I've ever played. The vo- the job system, vocations in Dragon Quest VII is my favorite. Like, hands down. I like it better than sixes. I like it better than nines. Seven is where it's at. So I gotta go with Dragon Quest VII on here, even though it's my least favorite. Um, and it's purely just because of how great the vocation system is and the fact that, you know, if I'm being honest, uh, I will, I've come closer to replaying Dragon Quest VII before Final Fantasy VII. Which kind of blows my mind since Dragon Quest VII is so unbelievably long if you go through and do what you did to beat it the first time. Like you went through and did all the fragments and islands and, and got through it. And I'm kind of torn on this one because I actually really, really like Dragon Quest VII. And mm-hmm. I also don't really, really like Final Fantasy VII, that it's one that falls straight middle of the pack for me. That that Final Fantasy VII is, you have it written in our notes, and I'm going to, to put this out there, that you think that Final Fantasy VII is the most overrated game of all time. And yeah, did I not say that? I thought I said that. You said that. it was overrated. I don't think you said it was the most overrated oh, of all time. No, I think I think Dragon I think Final Fantasy VII is probably the most overrated game of all time. Yeah, maybe I don't know, maybe Call of Duty. Let's be if we're just going purely games. 
I'm not, I'm not a big, I, I'm not a big like first person shooter person. So maybe like Call of Duty. I don't know. But definitely, know. definitely RPG. I think Final Fantasy VII is like the most overrated RPG of all time. And I think it's hardcore overrated. And I was there on day one, traveling to a different town, buying it when I was 14 years old, uh, trying to convince uh, the KB Toys person at uh, in Columbia, Tennessee, to give me a Final Fantasy VII T-shirt because I, even though I didn't pre-order it. Uh, because I didn't know what pre-orders were when I was 14 years old, and I didn't get it, and I still hate them for that. And it's, Buy it on eBay. <laughs> I've been tempted to, but then I'm that guy wearing a Final Fantasy VII shirt, and now I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, and this is not a, a, any offense to you people who love this game, but this is one of those where, as it's aged, I don't think it's aged terribly well, yeah, and the overall either. story I don't think has the emotional impact that everyone else thinks it does or feels that it does. That even when uh, the and I'm not going to spoil this for people because the remake is coming out soon. I know that will be a lot of people's first uh, first experience of of the overall story, but there is a moment that people have been talking about for the last twenty years. And 22 years about being this emotional, making them cry scene. And maybe it's because I was a 14 year old boy, but uh, I'd had that spoiled for me uh, on a on a uh, I think it was Ultra Game Players demo disc. Like it had that as a video and it's like, yeah, that happened. And it's like I didn't even care about that. It, what was going on, the relationships and everything that that impacted. And still to this day, people are, you know, talking about how much it, like the overall story and everything is, is like emotionally resonant. And I'm, I feel that's great for you, but I don't see it. So for me, Final Fantasy seven is good. I think I put like 70 to 90 hours in it when, when it was new and the gameplay is good. The materia system, good. Emerald weapon hate you know all of this knights oh, of the man. round I, I would much rather fight emerald weapon than ruby weapon yeah ruby weapon was was well i as hate long, both of them it, well emerald weapon as long as you get the whatever material that lets you breathe underwater or whatever the emerald weapon battle is not too bad and you then you still region. get like uh, with mime and knights of the round and everything like they're you're able to do all of this and, and like gameplay wise it's nostalgic the characters are great but like they're not for me, I just feel like it's uh, it's terribly overrated and that there are better Final Fantasy games out there. There are much better Final Fantasy games out there. And I think that Final Fantasy VII is purely nostalgia for a lot of people. It's hype. And uh, I, I'm still choosing it over DQ7 because I haven't played all of DQ7. Mm -hmm. That I haven't beaten it. But I think once I get to the point where... Uh, I've beaten DQ7 all the way through. I can see me liking it a lot better uh, because I think it is more fun. fun and Final yeah. Fantasy takes itself too seriously. Final Fantasy 7 takes itself too seriously. Yeah, and that's kind of what comes down to my choice too is just which one is more fun because that's kind of, um, that's why I play games, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, is because they're fun. Um, so... Uh, so Dragon, so Dragon Quest Eight, uh, Final Fantasy Eight, um, 
So, speaking of overrated games... I, I knew think, that was the second. I, I knew I, that's where you were going with it. I think Dragon Quest VIII is overrated. And I know this is going to sound like I'm just being contrary on purpose. I'm like, oh, you people love Final Fantasy VII? Hate it. Like Dragon Quest VIII? Hate it. But I'm not really being purposely, <laughs> intentionally, like, contrary here. And I know Which it's Which you usually are. There are times where you are being purposefully contrary and a stick in the mud. Like, to but- mess with you, though. But, like, just... <laughs> but, like... Just in terms of like liking things, like I'm not, I don't just like dislike something just because other people like it. Fair. And for, for me, I, Dragon Quest Eight. I think Dragon Quest Eight may be my least favorite Dragon Quest game. I think and it I can is. already hear people shouting at me. No! But whereas Dragon Quest Seven wasn't super fun, I love the vocations and I think I would replay it. I don't know if I'd ever replay Dragon Quest Eight. I think it's super slow. The just. I don't know. The whole thing is slow. I think the character and the stories, they're fine, mm-hmm. but there's nothing, kind of like you were saying with Final Fantasy VII, like they were fine, but I think from, I think it's the same thing. It's nostalgia. So many people, I feel like, who are in love with Dragon Quest VIII, it's because that was their first Dragon Quest game, and I don't have that nostalgia from playing it on the PS2. Um, part of it, maybe, I think I just don't like PS2 JRPGs anymore. Right. From replaying... Final Fantasy X, Dragon Quest VIII, Rogue Galaxy, they all just feel very slow and boring. Wild Arms 3 was that way for me as well when I went back to try to play it, and uh, it was the that, that same kind of slow PS2 thing. Uh, Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 2 are about the only ones that I've really truly like. felt like, oh, this this holds up. And, and maybe it's because, you know, and Dragon Quest VIII, for, like, I should love it, okay? It's, it's Level five. Right. Right? I love level five games. Uh, Akihiro Hino, the guy from level five, he directed this one. He directed eight and nine. Okay. You know, he's the guy that directed like Yokai Watch, Nino Kuni, lots of games I love. So I should have loved Dragon Quest eight more than anything. And I just didn't. The whole game was just kind of a huge disappointment. Um, and Final Fantasy eight was always one of my favorite Final mm-hmm. Fantasies, you know, like, I played Final Fantasy VII. I didn't play it. It came out in 97, right? right. Final Fantasy was out yep. in 97. I didn't play it till 99. I played Final Fantasy VIII in 99 as well when it was like brand spanking new. Yep. Um, and just always really liked it. I got the remaster that came out back on September 3rd and beat it. Right. Um, and honestly, I didn't like Final Fantasy VIII as much as I remembered. Like I loved it as a kid. Yeah. And... Now that I played it as an adult, I was like, man, the story's not as good as I remember it being. They're experimenting with the maps, and so the you know your character can move through the cutscenes, um, and but there's just continuity problems. Like you exit, you exit on the left side, and then in the next map, you're on the left side having to run the other way. And because of the like directions, you only get like the set number of directions in Final Fantasy VIII. It just kind of made it. Um, like it felt it felt really dated i guess playing right. it like on the switch and so with all that being said um you know it's really hard for me to choose on this one i don't i really don't know um i think i think i'm going to go with dragon quest 8 just because i know that objectively it is the uh, the better game right and like there dragon was quest- a Oh, go ahead. Dragon, oh, I was just going to say, you know, Dragon Quest VIII has a beautiful art style for the time period, had voice acting. I mean, it had a ton going for it. Um, 
I didn't like it from a 2019 perspective. I thought a lot of the other Dragon Quest games age a lot better. I prefer a lot of the older ones, like the Zenithian trilogy and even the Urgic trilogy. Right. Um, but um, I think I'll go with Dragon Quest Eight here just because I understand that even though I didn't like it, I understand that it is a very good game. And I think Final Fantasy VIII is good, but is very flawed. <laughs> and they came out five years apart. So we didn't actually mention that the same thing happened with seven, that uh, Final Fantasy seven was 1997 and then DQ seven was a PS1 game uh, that came out in 2000. And so eight was not Final Fantasy eight was 99 and then DQ eight was 2004. So there was another long gap between them. And I loved Final Fantasy eight when it came out. I haven't grabbed the remaster yet because of September being September of this year and just having a million different games that are coming out and just having to choose which ones to get. But I loved it when it came out. I loved pretty much everything about it. I loved the characters. I loved the the graphics. I loved the story that was being told. I loved the junction system and the guardian forces. And then when I started playing, DQ8 was my first real Dragon Quest game as well. I saw my friend Bob. Oh, go ahead. You played you played Dragon Warrior when you were like yeah, I was six. like six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then until then, I didn't really touch any of them i didn't play eight when it was on the ps2 uh i didn't play uh seven on the ps1 or anything and so uh when i saw my friend bobby on twitter talking about uh playing dragon quest eight uh 13th story he posted a picture of a saber cat on the 3ds i'm like that is so pretty i want to play that game so i went to gamestop and i bought the game and I almost quit playing it because it was so slow and that it didn't have nearly as much customization as other RPGs that I was playing. Like you have the skill system where you just put points in and you're like, oh, I'm better at swords now. OK, and that's really it. And so uh-huh. it was about the time that you get to the tower uh, right before you get to Jessica, get Jessica in the game. Uh, yeah, a- Alexandra Tower. Alexandra Tower. Yeah. And it's like when I got through that dungeon, it was like. Okay, that's what this game is. I'm I'm in. Like I, I finally understood where the game was and what Dragon Quest like as a series was doing. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I like this. And uh so I really, really liked it, but I can absolutely see why you having played all of the others don't like DQ eight as much as other people, because in a lot of ways it goes back and simplifies so many other things. That uh, that the rest of the series expands on, like the job system, like like the uh, just combat in general. There's not really any any specialties in the combat. There's not pep or anything like that. And um, so I haven't played the remaster of eight. But even from what I remember, how much I liked eight, I think I like DQ eight better. I do think that DQ eight overall is a better game. And even though I haven't played the remaster of eight, like I said, just remembering back on what I, how much I loved it when I was a kid, the way I fell into Dragon Quest eight was one of those that had happened way more. Like I fell harder into it than I thought I would, but it was also because it was my first Dragon Quest. If I had started playing like DQ five or maybe even DQ four or something like that, it would be different. It would. And and I think, with Dragon Quest Eight, kind of like uh, what you were saying, is I think for me, like a lot of these games, what makes them fun for me is different gameplay mechanics right. that they bring. And 
you know, Dragon Quest 1, you're just one dude running around. Dragon Quest 2, you know, you have that party system for the first time. Dragon Quest 3, it brings the, the job system, hiring, you know, people, customization, things like that for you. 4, it has that storytelling mechanic. 5, you got your monsters. 6, has the that vocation and all trades abbey kind of stuff. 7, you have the fragments and the puzzle pieces you have to fit in. And then there's Dragon Quest 8, which is just like a story. It's a game. And, and it's pretty and has voice acting. And I feel like that's why a lot of people like it is because it's pretty and they relate to the characters and it had voice acting. It was really great mm-hmm. for its time. But the gameplay doesn't it doesn't bring anything new to the table. And I think that's really why, even though I'm choosing Dragon Quest 8 here, I think that's why it's probably my least favorite is because it doesn't really add anything right. to it. Um, so moving from there onto a game that adds a ton of stuff would be Dragon Quest 9. Yes. And Final Fantasy And Final 9. Fantasy 9. Dragon Quest 9 is your favorite mainline Dragon Quest game. Yes. And, and I also love it a whole, whole lot. But Final Fantasy 9 is my favorite Final Fantasy, and I think it's also yours, It is right? my favorite Final Fantasy as well. So both of these sitting here, I'm like, it's like you having to choose between uh, between Nora and, and Rowan. Who are my twin daughters, by the way. Right. BJ compared... Two video games to my two twins. <laughs> yes, so I did. Thank you. Um, so it's your favorite Dragon Quest versus your yep. favorite Final Fantasy. And I um, don't know. I really don't know. I think. So okay. I, I was just gonna. I was gonna say maybe I'll give my answer. Yeah, go. You're thinking. So I love Dragon Quest Nine a whole lot. Dragon Quest Nine is one of my favorite Dragon Quest games. I feel like I've said that about every Dragon Quest game, but because you love um, them a little bit. I, I, I mean, I do. I love. I mean. I don't think even Dragon Quest Eight, which I think is overrated and I didn't really like, isn't a bad game. Dragon Quest has no bad games. Yeah, that's one thing that it. Can, Final you can Fantasy, say. I think, has some bad games. Three. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, but Dragon Quest doesn't really, and I think um, I love Nine. I love the vocation system. I don't love it nearly as much as Sevens. I think it's kind of. I don't know. For me, it was a step back. There was just a lot of complaints I had, which is a story for a different day, because I know this episode's going kind of long. But, um, you know, I liked the a lot of the customization that went along with it. For me, it even made it feel like a spinoff game because of all the customization. Really? The, the crack, you, you customize your armor with the crackpot. You customize, uh, you know, your weapons with the crackpot. You customize your party members. You customize your jobs. You know, you, you have to name everybody yourself. Just the whole thing just feels like customization. I said in my um, my blog post uh, for this week when I was talking about Dragon Quest Nine, is that a lot of it to me just feels like they were experimenting as the build up for Dragon Quest Ten. They were experimenting to get an MMO going, right? And but I really love you know Dragon Quest Nine. The stuff with like the Giddish Empire, which is we- it was weird seeing an evil empire in a Dragon Quest game. I'll it was that. Um, but for me, it's like all of that stuff was really fun. The Triumgorate or whatever, yep. you know, Gorham Hamhog and all of those fun uh, bosses. Lieutenant yeah. Hootingham Gore, which is my yeah. favorite name of any NPC in maybe any game ever. And then the third one, Goresby Purvis. I mean, they have fantastic names. They're fun to fight. You fight them all a couple of times. Um, it's just, you know, I love that. With all that being said, however, Final Fantasy IX is my favorite video was my favorite video game of all time for 
almost 20 years. It came out in 2000. I played it in 2000. I beat it for the first time, 2000, 2001, depending on how long it took me to beat it. Right. Either way, I've played it, replayed it like 20 times. I mean, I've replayed it almost every single year. I mean, I can honestly say I've beaten it at least a dozen times and probably more than that. Probably more, um, yeah. The only reason I say it was my favorite game is because Dragon Quest Eleven, I think, has... I don't think it's surpassed Final Fantasy Nine, but it's a tie. I can't choose between the two. Mm, like, wow. if you put a gun to my head, you're just going to have to shoot me in the head because I don't know here. Aww. So with that being said, Final Fantasy Nine, I think, is the one I have to choose here. Because Final Fantasy IX has my favorite characters in any video game, outside of Dragon Quest XI, probably. Um, the ability system that you use to get weapon to learn abilities with weapons and armor and all that, uh, getting AP from b- battles, all that kind of stuff, is my favorite. one of my favorite kind of mechanics in any game. Tetramaster, which is kind of like Triple Triad. Triple Triad gets a lot of the attention in, Dra- in Final Fantasy VIII. But Tetra Master, I feel like, is way more fun and even better in Final Fantasy IX. It's my favorite mini game of all time. Um, you know, a million times better than Blitzball. I was about to say, but what about Blitzball, bro? Um, so for me, I gotta go with Final Fantasy IX, even though I think Dragon Quest IX is a super great game. To me, I gotta go Final Fantasy IX. And Final Fantasy IX came out just at that time where after Final Fantasy VIII, it was... It was something that was so refreshingly new for the Final Fantasy games. It was like going back to play Final Fantasy VI again, where it was more traditional fantasy. And really, it was going back to Final Fantasy IV and V more than that because of it being traditional, traditional fantasy as opposed to the industrial fantasy of Final Fantasy VI. And Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy IX is the first video game that ever made me cry. And uh, sitting there with uh, the whole Vivi storyline... It was like Vivi made me cry. Vivi was was my my desktop wallpaper for probably six years at most. Like I didn't change yeah. it from computer to computer. I had the same image that I kept putting on different computers, if not longer than that, of that one picture of Vivi in the town square from the CGI where it's looking at him from uh, the camera kind of comes down and, and looks at him and he's looking up like, you know, exactly mm-hmm. which one I'm talking yeah. about. Like that was my picture on my desktop wallpaper for like through high school and college, basically uh, the end of high school and a lot of college. And, and probably I don't know for you, but for me in 2000, because I was I was about 12 at the time. Uh, it was really Vivi was my introduction to existentialism. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> because Vivi's like he he waxes existential it, like all throughout that game. He does, and it's like not uh, it's not pseudo intellectual uh, three a.m. college student uh, existentialism either. It's uh, it's like really sad stuff. Like, yeah, it really makes you feel stuff. It like, does. It make it makes you feel, and that's the thing. DQ nine never made me feel. The DQ9 is my favorite DQ game by far right now. Like, I love it. I love everything that you didn't love about it. Like, But it has no characters, so it doesn't make you feel anything. Exactly. Right? That's why you don't feel anything. It's like, I love Stella. I love uh, the main Ugh, character. I, 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 I do. But none of these characters are, like, you don't really bond with them i bonded more with my party because i made them all little characters uh that i wanted them to be and i've kind of projected these personalities onto them in my head based on the jobs that i was uh uh working 
on them and, to do. And I just I just named them whatever job they were, so I wouldn't get confused. Oh, see, and I had a little. <laughs> I, I was making these characters on here, like so. I had uh, I had Venefica was my mage, and she was working on all the different uh, magic classes and getting all this. And it's like I, I did that. And Lesser was my priest and my paladin and. Uh, like I had these with 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 like full characters in my mind, and you know, and that I I'm- had, I had nine was my hero. There was fighter, which was like my <laughs> my warrior, and then gladiator. There was healer, which was you know my healer, and then there was magic, which was my mage. <laughs> oh my! Oh, so I was just, yeah. I mean, I I know that's super lazy of me and not creative at all, but yeah, I just named them whatever because I was like, eh, I just. I didn't want to like name them something fancy and then be, be in the heat of the battle and be like, oh crap, am I playing with my major, my uh, right now? I understand that. But to me, I never had that problem because I loved them and they were all like little pieces of me put out there. I know it's super lame. And, but I still think Final Fantasy IX wins this one because it's been my favorite for so long. I've replayed it multiple times. I mm-hmm. downloaded it again this morning to finish out my last playthrough on the Vita. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of paying the 20 bucks to play it on the Switch, because I can't bring my Switch with me to Mexico next week, uh, because I'm leaving it at home with my wife, so I have to play stuff on... Two weeks, right? It's the end of next week. It's the 27th. Yeah, because I know, because I'm out of town all next week, Yep, because we still have to double record tonight. Um, and then you're going out of town too, so yep. it's going to be fun. Yeah, so, but you said Final Fantasy Nine. But Final Fantasy Nine, I think, wins on this one for me. Uh, Vivi beats out Lieutenant Hootingham Gore, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I mean, Vivi is my Twitter header right now. There was a really cool pixel art of Vivi on, uh, I think it was Brave Exvius that I opened up. And I'm like, that's really awesome. So I screenshotted it and I made it my Twitter header, uh, my Twitter cover photo. It's just like. Everything about nine is so well done that uh, literally the only reason I haven't bought it yet is because I started replaying through it uh, and played through it so soon before that that I wasn't ready to play it again and uh, and pay for it. So it's uh, absolutely uh, the winner, even though DQ nine is my favorite and it's a it's a close call because I can see myself also playing through DQ nine. Well, actually. DQ9 probably lowers a little bit because it the job system is so heavy and it's so intense to get anything. It's harder to make me want to replay it than a traditional RPG uh, with classes and levels and and ability learning. And it's it's because Dragon Quest IX wasn't necessarily meant to be replayed so much as you were supposed to spend like a thousand hours playing this game. Isn't there an accolade for a thousand hours? Yeah, there is. Yeah, you so, get an accolade in the game for playing a thousand hours. I, I'm not going to get that accolade, but just, uh, just leave your game running like with your DS open from now until like what six months from now. That's like yeah, two years from now. I don't know math, but math. <laughs> so now though we're getting into kind of tricky territory for these last two because we're only going up to eleven because Dragon Quest you know only goes up to eleven right now. So we're getting into tricky tricky territory because. We're getting into MMOs, yeah. Um, which you know, one day I'm gonna like rant for 20 minutes about these series putting a mainline number on an MMO. It's yeah. like a huge like pet peeve of mine. And we can thank but- Final Fantasy for doing that because Final Fantasy 11 was the first mainline game that was introduced as an online game. Yeah. So we can thank them for doing it, even though DQ10 comes first in our list. Yeah. So. 
So we have Final Fantasy X, which came out in 2001. We have, which, let's just think about that for a minute. Like, what a, what a nutso, like, four years. You had Final Fantasy VIII in 99, 9 in 2000, 10 in 2001, 11 in 2002. It's, like, just crazy. Well, but and anyway. then, I mean, you also have to think 7 was 97. So within yeah, so five right. years, 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11 were released. And then DQ got, like, 7 and 8. It's like, During that time period, yeah, like yeah. they well, really not even they didn't even have eight at the by two thousand two, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh yeah, it wasn't two thousand two, was it? it was two thousand four? So DQ fell yeah. off hard, and I know there's reasons for it, and I know there are business reasons, and and you know being bought out reasons and all that. But uh, um, well, so so for me with ten, I've watched a lot of videos of Dragon Quest ten because mm-hmm. I want it to come over here so bad, but it's all in Japanese right now. The videos I've watched are a mixture between Japanese and a lot of the ones I watch are people who are narrating stuff in English right. um, of the Japanese gameplay. And it looks so, so good. And I'm not a big Final Fantasy X person. Um, I used to be. I loved Final Fantasy yeah. X. And then those remasters came out for like PS3 and PS4 about five, six years mm-hmm. ago. And I started playing it again and I was like, man, this game is so slow. It has too many cuts. And it's because it was a it was voice acting, and that game, that game, whole game is just about the voice acting. Yeah, it like is. Like, they, they just, they went a little too wild with their voice acting, I feel like. And so, I don't really like Final Fantasy X anymore. The, like, I, I would have ranked it as one of my favorite Final Fantasy games up until about five or six years ago, and then replaying the remaster, I was like, wow, this game isn't nearly as good as I remember it being. So this one's tricky for me because I know if Dragon Quest X ever comes here, then I'm going to love it because I've watched so much about it. But I feel bad picking a game I've never actually played myself. I feel bad saying I would choose Dragon Quest X. Yeah. But honestly, I know that I would. Like, Um, yeah. So take that however you want. But, you know, I still like the sphere grid from Final Fantasy X. Yeah. Like, I I hear some people kind of rag on it, but I like Final Fantasy X's sphere grid. Um, The world is okay. I even like quite a few of the characters but it's just it's the same problem i have a dragon quest 8 it's it's a very slow ps2 game that puts a big emphasis on graphics and voice acting mm-hmm. and not necessarily fun gameplay and it also has the worst mini game of all time let's ball yeah which is like bad. people were like hey let's make soccer underwater but let's also add complicated rpg rules to it yeah. people are gonna love it and i do not i've known <laughs> some people who do there are uh, yeah, people, who, people who love playing Blitzball and spent hundreds of hours playing Blitzball and more power to you, man, because I can't figure out. It's not that I can't. OK, I was about to say I can't figure it out. And it's not that I can't figure out Blitzball is I can't figure out how to like Blitzball. How to like it. Yeah. And so 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 for you, what, what are, what I are was, you thinking? You're going- this was my first semester in college that oh, I yeah. uh, that it came out. So I uh, I was playing it in uh, in college and it. I loved it. Like it was so, so good. Um, I loved everything about it at the time. And I, it went back without the ATB. I know that we talked about that earlier, um, that 10 had, uh, that 10 had, uh, the no ATB in real turn-based battles. And I liked the way that you, the summons took part of the party and everything. Um, I'd have to give it to Final Fantasy 10. Because a, I haven't played more than probably thirty minutes of DQ10. I mean, I uh-huh. I downloaded it and got it installed over here, but had no idea what I was doing. It was really yeah. cool, but um, 
really pretty. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it is. And uh but Final Fantasy Ten, I played maybe an hour and a half, two hours of the of the remaster that they did that came with my Vita. Actually, I bought a used Vita and uh, some I got the Vita and Final Fantasy uh, 10 for seventy five dollars. So I was like, yeah, and uh, it's very slow. I didn't stick with it, but I under but I remember as an artifact of its time, like when it came out, it was so good that like and 10 2 has one of the best battle systems of any of the Final Fantasy games that uh, with the uh, the dress spheres, as far as a job system goes, you can change jobs in the middle of combat. Like, you combining can. that, by far one of the best uh, systems. Like, for newbies, uh, my podcast uh, partner on geek to geek Void, he recommends starting with 10. And while I absolutely do not no. suggest that, I prefer, uh, I prefer 9. Uh, to start with, I, I prefer nine, five, or uh, six actually to start with for Final Fantasies. Yeah, but man, but ten is like ten is simpler than some of those in some ways, and it has voice acting and the graphics are really pretty. So I get it. I still go with man, it because of where it was when I played it first, and uh, because I haven't played ten, like yeah. Dragon Quest ten. I haven't played Dragon Quest ten much. I I don't know. I kind of want to go with Dragon Quest X on here, even though I haven't played it. All I know is, don't start with Final Fantasy X. Jeez. <laughs> well, when um, it comes to eleven, okay, let's talk about uh, a, the the swap where Final Fantasy is the MMO, and we have Dragon Quest uh, that's come out fifteen years later with the same number. And, uh, and I played I played Final Fantasy fifteen fourteen the MMO a ton. I never played eleven um, because I didn't have the special hardware for the PS two. Right. I didn't. My family didn't have internet in 2002. Like you told me that a while back and we it, lived I, in I, like I, we lived in like rural Tennessee. Like literally internet was not available at our house. Like like internet companies couldn't come to our house. Even to this day it's 2019 and we have one option for internet and it's really crappy. It is it's terrible. It's called it's the Loretto Telephone Company. Loretto Telephone Company and they're horrible. Yep. And if anybody is listening from Loretto Telephone Company, you suck and I hate you. <laughs> it's true. You you made my high school. I had Loretto Tell uh growing up and uh earlier than you did. Uh but uh they were terrible and awful and they kind of ruined uh, different parts of my uh my but, adolescence. But really, it was Royal Tennessee, so I never got around to playing it. That being said, Dragon Quest XI is like my favorite game of all time. So even if I played Final Fantasy XI, I'm going with Dragon Quest XI on here. Even next week's episode is even going to be about Dragon Quest XI S and the demo. Right. So, um, so you guys can hear me like rave about Dragon Quest XI like forever for right. many episodes. I'm always going to talk about how awesome it is. So for me, I got to go Dragon Quest Eleven. And I played Final Fantasy Eleven when it was new. I went out and bought it. My friends and I bought it. It was, I think, my second semester of college, actually, because that was when I was living in 1D. Uh, and uh, no, it was just after I'd moved out because my friends were in 1G. And uh, so it was still my second uh, second. It was my third semester of college. And no one else cares about that but me. And... <laughs> I still have my Final Fantasy XI install discs and everything, uh, but no box, manual and everything I do, though. And it is such a good game. It is such a well-made game, and it for the right people. 
if you have the time and set group of friends to play it, it can be an amazing experience. I have and had neither of those things because even as a college student who spent hundreds of hours playing online games, like I spent unhealthy amounts of time playing online games like Star Wars Galaxies, Ultima Online, EverQuest, and World of Warcraft, like way unhealthy amounts of time. I couldn't devote the time that was necessary to succeed at Final Fantasy XI. It, uh, you couldn't even solo past like level 10. Uh, like you literally had to have a party or you would, or, or like forced partying, like you would die. There was no way. And, uh, but it was super fun. That's the thing. You had these classes. It was so well put together. There was a story. Uh, the, the interface was terrible, but it's like, I don't know what they were thinking about it. Um, but it was such a super good game. But Dragon Quest Eleven, I mean, fifteen years later, is kind of hard to uh, to compare. But Dragon Quest Eleven is just straight up better. Like, there's not even a comparison. Like, I'd had to choose Eleven every day, but, or Dragon Quest Eleven. But I mean, Dr- Dragon Quest Eleven is like just so good, man. It's like I, I don't know. And I, so <laughs> I started playing 11, and I know we're going to get into that in just a few minutes for us uh, next week for you guys. But Dragon Quest 11 feels like a, um, it feels it, like a spiritual successor to Final Fantasy, or to Dragon Quest 11 feels like a spiritual successor to Dragon Quest 8, where they took everything that was good about 8, made it better, and then just made everything else in the game just just about perfect and and i think and i'll probably say this in in the next episode too because but to me dragon quest 11 it feels like they took 33 years worth of jrpgs not just dragon quest but definitely dragon quest but just jrpgs in general they took like 33 years of it or i guess at the time it was more like 30 but 30 years of jrpg like knowledge and knew like what worked what didn't and just put it all into like one game. Yep. Like Dragon Quest Eleven feels like you're playing through a history of JRPGs, not just Dragon Quest. I mean, it does feel like you're playing through a history of Dragon Quest, right? But it feels like you're playing through a history of just JRPGs. It is the probably the most pure distillation of JRPG like formula that you can get. It doesn't do anything like really spectacularly new. But it doesn't have to. It, but it but it does. You just haven't gotten to it yet. And I don't want to spoil it for people who are waiting for the Switch version. But, alright. It does. And it will. Like new mechanics wise? Like new, new to JRPGs in general? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we've talked about this before. But I mean, I would even argue that putting... 30% of your story well, after the credits is like a new thing. I mean, I don't know another video game that's ever done that. That's fair. So like I, they, I would argue even that is something new that's been done. And I still hold, like we said before, that was uh, that's a very Stephen King thing of them to do. Like, here, here's your here's your ending, folks. And uh, I'll let the, the big kids play. <laughs> that's true. Um, so uh, thank you guys for listening uh, to this episode uh, tonight and thanks ty robertson again for being one of our patreon members we hope you enjoy the episode as well uh, remember if you want to talk to us 
on Twitter. Uh, our Twitter hand- handle is at uh, DragonQuestFM. You can talk to me personally at underscore Austin underscore King. You can also read my weekly Dragon Quest blog. That's at DragonQuestAustin.com. And I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beej. Uh, that's Beej with two E's. You can find me at my other podcast, the geek to geek podcast at geek2geekcast.com. And if you want to find out any about the podcast network that we're a part of, the media network we're a part of, you can go to geek2geekmedia.com and see what we've got. We have a Slack and a Discord for you to hang out with us. And you can go to discord.geek2geekmedia.com and hang out with us there. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>